It's Colgate Week, and we start our week off by talking about the Raiders and what Boston College must do to win Saturday's game. All of that and more on Monday's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. We have made it. It is game week here at Locked On Boston College, our first of the season. And we have a special week planned out for you where we're going to have nonstop talk about the Colgate game. And believe me, I'm not going to get into the nuts and bolts of the Raiders because they're an FCS squad. They're a Patriot League team. I'm sure none of you really want to listen to a whole episode based on their squad. But we'll talk about what they're made of, what's going on with the program. You'll get to learn a little bit about that. We're going to have Mitch Wolf on today. He's going to chat about his thoughts about the Raiders, and we'll get his thoughts. We're going to also have Eric Hofstis to do a preview of the game on Friday. He's going to be back every Friday this year to give us his perspective on the game. We're also going to get another recruit in this week, and I'm going to wait to hold off. I have a couple that I'm still talking to, but I can guarantee you this Wednesday I'll have another recruit. If you have not heard, we had Sione Halla on last Wednesday, and if you want to hear more about Uh, his perspective on Boston College football, you need to check that out. So let's just jump in. It's time to start talking football. And for those of you that are getting ready to head to Boston College, big news came out last week that Boston College fans are going to have to either be vaccinated or have a negative PCR test within the last 72 hours to attend a Boston College football game. Now, Boston College joins a host of other schools that have made this uh, uh, declaration, including... Oregon, LSU, Tulane, there's a few others that have also said it, but this is big news. This is not just for football, this is for any Boston College event, which is great because that means all Boston College events are open, but you just need to make sure that you have your paperwork in order to get to the games. And I am not going to get into whether I agree with this or disagree. I, I That's just going to get half of you angry at me, so I'm not going to get into what I think. But just think of it this way. You can all go to games now, and I think that's a great thing. Now, in terms of the nuts and bolts of how it's going to work, there for the football games, it sounds like right now they're going to have 12 different kiosks or tents that are going to be able to check you in before the game. They're going to give you a wristband. You're going to have to match your vaccination card or your negative PCR test to the uh, your ID, and they'll give you the wristband to get in. So you're not going to have to go up to the gate and go through this whole nuts and bolts because, believe me, I know exactly what your, your worries about that too because that will probably be slow. Now, I can't tell you if this is going to be slow or fast with this new system, though having it so that you can do it before the game sounds a little bit better. So maybe if you're there and you're tailgating, you could take 10 minutes out, just take care of it, and you're done. Uh, now, the other plan that they had mentioned is that future, and I think that they said in the Missouri game, that they're hoping to have this all digitally done for games, meaning that you can upload your vaccination pass and have it all set up before the game, and boom, it's kind of like the uh, New York City pass that they've had. So I'm not sure how that's going to work, but you're going to have that all set. Now, for people that are bringing younger kids, kids that are younger than 12 that can't be vaccinated yet they have to wear a mask at that game now i know some of you are upset about that i totally get it but just think of it they wear them in school they can do it at a game um 
and uh, that's just the way it's going to be for this, and that's how you're going to have to kind of get through these games. Just another piece of updated news uh, in terms of recruits for this weekend, CJ Klingscales, who hopefully we're going to have on the podcast in a couple weeks, uh, he had another touchdown this weekend for Buford, and Alex Broom, man, if you have not caught up with Alex Broom, he ran, I think, 15 times for 210 yards and six touchdowns this weekend for Lipscomb Academy. Uh, now, if you've been, if you followed the Lipscomb Academy game, it's getting much more press about something else. Where you can see Trent Dilfer, who's his head coach, flipping an absolute nut on the field at one of his players, which got all over social media. Uh, whether you agree with it or not, that's what what it was. Um, and you can check that out. But man, Alex Broom, nine touchdowns already. He's a class of 2022 recruit. Um, really, really exciting. This running back group they got coming in. I mean, last week. It was Cam Barfield, I think, he had five touchdowns. You had Kling Scales with a bunch. These guys are really, really good. BC is bringing in a loaded running back class. Alex Broom could be, uh, Trent Dilfer said after the game, the best running back in the country. Now, it's his coach saying that, but that's still, he is really good. And I think it's it says a lot of where Boston College is heading. Now, as we head into the season, I'm going to add some fun stuff to the to the to the podcast. Some different things that may work and may not, but I'm going to do it anyways. And one uh, new po- uh, po- segment, and it's just going to be a mini segment. I promise you, I won't do a whole segment on it. Is something that just makes me laugh, and so I hope you enjoy it too. Some of you may think it's not funny, and that's fine, whatever. But hopefully, some of you get a kick out of this. And what we're going to title it is "What Happened to UMass and UConn This Week in Football." What happened to UMass and UConn football this weekend? Yep, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about UMass and UConn football for a couple of minutes and just talk about what's going on with these two programs because both are just a complete mess and they both hate Boston College. So it, it's kind of some schadenfreude about both of these schools. And I, I know some of it, a lot of this is old school. UMass is basically below us. UConn, they, they, you know, there was the whole thing with um, the the Big East and ACC uh, blocking them from joining. But this weekend, the Huskies, they started off in week zero with their first game against the Fresno State Bulldogs. And whoa, what a game for the Huskies. The season started off for UConn with their quarterback going back to pass and getting absolutely destroyed by Fresno State for a scoop and seven. Then about two minutes later, Fresno State goes back to pass and you should, I mean, you have to see it online. The guy goes back to pass. He finds a a, a wide receiver who's open, but there's about eight, I'm not even kidding, UConn defenders around him that should have been able to tackle him. Eight of them, like the whole screen is full of Yukon Huskies and no one touches him. This guy just flies through everyone for a touchdown. Absolutely. One of the worst plays in, um, in college football I've seen all this year. And that says a lot because I watched that Nebraska, Illinois game too. UConn goes down deep. I think they were down 35 to nothing at halftime and they just look completely out of uh like they were just did not belong there and then so you know maybe they just would turn it on in the second half maybe they'd figure it out nope here was their drive chart for the second half punt punt defensive touchdown punt 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 downs punt downs punt end of game whoa so this this begs my question two questions i have here one what is Clemson going to do to UConn? Remember, the Clemson Tigers play UConn this year. Are they going to drop 100 points on them? They very well might be. But what else, my other question is, how does Randy Etzel still have a job? 
I know UConn football is is in dire straits. They're you know they're homeless right now. They don't have a, a conference affiliation, but Etzel has this team going nowhere. I mean, you'd be better off trying to find some young rec- uh, you know coordinator to try to you know breathe some life into this program. But man, forty five to nothing, and the stats are worse too. I mean, to, um, Fresno State five hundred thirty eight yards, UConn one hundred and seven. UConn, 1.75 yards per, per per play. Fresno State, 7. 72 passing yards total. 1.13 rushing yards on 35 yards for UConn. And this is, I mean, man, what a bad game. And so next they get Holy Cross. So next week I'll probably swallow some crow because I bet you they will beat Holy Cross. Though you never know. And make sure you're at home that you're circling Dece- uh, October 9th when UConn and UMass play each other. And speaking of the Minutemen, I'm not going to let them off easy. They play Pittsburgh this week. So if you want to see another massacre, get ready for the pit game because Pitt is going to kill them. In a moment, we're going to talk with Mitch Wolf about Colgate in Boston College. And we'll get into all the fun and festivities heading into next weekend. We're here five days a week, free on all podcast platforms, talking about your Boston College Eagles. But if you're a college football fan, we've got you covered here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Tune in to your favorite Power 5 conference shows on Thursday, September 26th, and February 27th, uh, through February, sorry, September 27th, and search Locked On ACC, Big 10, Big 12, Pac-12, and SEC on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, guys, it's AJ. Hey, guys. So there are a few things in life that aren't fun talking about. One of them is excessive sweating. You know, when you're sweating through your shirts for absolutely no reason, it's embarrassing and gross, right? Some of you may know that I personally have dealt with this. When I speak in public, I can't help but sweat through my shirt. Now listen, I know this isn't life and death and there are much worse problems in the world, but let's be honest, in the moment it feels like a very big deal. Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech, interview, or God forbid, at first date. I'd rather much not talk about it, and that's why I use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed, and then boom, next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat, guaranteed. I know this sounds too good to be true, but I literally only have to use Sweatblock once or twice a week, and it helps keep me dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking my shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code LOCK on or at Amazon or CVS. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. With me, I have my staff writer, Mitch Wolf. We are excited because it's now college football season. We had week zero that just happened, but Boston College football is kicking off week one at Alumni Stadium this weekend against Colgate Raiders at 12 o'clock. Mitch, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's game week. It's awesome. So excited. I know the, the excitement is palpable. I know a lot of people are really pumped. They're going to be, you know, this tailgating. It's for the first time in over a year and a half, there's going to be fans in alumni stadium. Jeff Halfley is going to actually get to perform in front of a fan, the fans that I think are going to be really excited for him. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I was talking to somebody, um, about this and you know he was he's a current student he was saying you know oh yeah it's going to be packed like the students are super excited to be getting back in the stadium and cheer on the team which is great to hear yeah and I, you know what it's the opening game it's colgate and uh, you know you we can all make toothpaste jokes and and laugh that they're a patriot league team but it's football it's back at alumni stadium and colgate's an interesting team because they're a team that fired their head coach uh during the offseason uh for 
personal reasons or something. I forget exactly what it was. Yeah, I have a quote. It said, he stepped down to address personal issues following discovery of violation of university policy not involving students, which is a very odd phrase. So I'm not really sure what that means, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So Mitch, you're going to talk to us a little bit. And I said in my first segment that we're not going to dive into a whole episode on Colgate because I don't want to put my audience to sleep. Um, but uh, you know, a good half a segment or so we could talk about Colgate. So give us a rundown on the Raiders. Yeah. So Colgate's had a pretty rough last few years. Uh, so in 2019, they went four and eight, they won four of their last five. Um, their offense was pretty bad and their defense was really struggling in the red zone specifically in 2020. They only played two games. They lost them both by a combined score of 18 to 64 and only scored two touchdowns. And like you said, like they've gone through a coaching change, their new coach, was their defensive coordinator for the last few years, and he's a Colgate alum, so he's very familiar with the program. So not a big change there. Um, for Colgate, in terms of like what they're going to look like, um, their scheme, if you've watched any like Baltimore Ravens, their scheme runs a little like that. Their quarterback, Grant Brenneman, obviously isn't a Lamar Jackson-type player, but just a lot of the concepts they're using are very similar to what the Ravens use. There's a lot of jet sweeps, reverses, misdirection, motion. So BC defense will have to be on their P's and Q's. Um, this is a bit of a deep cut, but if uh, – People from Massachusetts remember there was a tight end for UMass a few years ago named uh, Adam Brenneman who transferred from Penn State, and this is his younger brother who is Colgate's quarterback. And Adam Brenneman, I believe, was just fired from Arizona State, wasn't he? Uh, I don't know about that. I think, <laughs> I think he was. I, think he, I, 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 I apologize if I'm wrong and I'll edit it out, but I believe he was the, one of the assistants that just got nailed for something big. Oh, yeah, I just – I see it. Yeah, 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 I got it now. Okay, I found that out. Yeah, okay, so that's interesting. Um, but, yeah, so <laughs> – uh, yeah, so there's that little deep cut. Um, on defense, they are running a 3-4 defense, which is kind of odd in college football these days. Um, and they really like to keep their base personnel in the field, um, which kind of isn't great for them because none of their defenders are that big. None of their defensive linemen are over 290 pounds. So I think that you know playing against a team that's pretty small and also will obviously be athletically inferior, that should help get BC's run game really kick-started. Yeah, so this is a team – now. I'm wondering, you know, their Patriot League, we saw what Boston College under Steve Adazio was able to do against Holy Cross. Is this going to be a similar type of game? Are you expecting a team that is just completely not at the same level as Boston College? Yes, and the reason why is so I watched Colgate's 2019 game against Holy Cross, and Holy Cross was giving them the business. Like, it was a pretty much a blowout. So, you know, take it by the transitive property. If BC blows out Holy Cross and Holy Cross blows out Colgate, there's going to be problems. Um, I think, you know, we're finishing up the NFL preseason these last few days. I expect this to be somewhat like a preseason game in that, you know, we'll see the starters for probably the first half. And then ideally the game will be in hand, maybe to the tune of something like 35 to nothing. And they can, you know, get the starters out of there before the third quarter starts. That was kind of what I was hoping to like, you have so many younger players that would be great. Like you want to see Zay Flowers and Phil Dracovic out there. But I would much rather see Grossell get some reps, see Jaden Williams get some reps, get some mm-hmm. of those younger guys, um, you know, Xavier Coleman, see what you got on that roster and how they react in, in game situations. Um, and I mm-hmm. think this will be a perfect game to do it. I think actually they're going to probably have three games that they can do it. But Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But um, so Colgate, you know, if, if you're listening at home, th- there is a Boston College connection with Colgate, um, and it's been talked about a little bit over the summer. And Tem Lokabu is actually a Colgate grad, so this is kind of a homecoming for him. Or you know, they're coming, you know, his old squ- squad's playing against them. So uh, just a little little nugget to remember is that Tem uh, actually played for Colgate. Now, Mitch, is there anything about Colgate that we should be worried about? 
So I think the one thing is I mentioned him earlier, but Grant Brenneman, he's a pretty solid dual threat. Like I said, they like to get him moving. They like to use him as part of the run game. He's not super big. He's not, you know, obviously an incredible athlete, but you know, he can move, he can run, he can make plays while on the move. Uh, and he's a pretty good thrower in the short to intermediate areas. But if he's throwing anything beyond 25 yards, it is a gamble. Like anytime when in the game I watched, he was throwing like deep. It, most of them were like completely inaccurate or they were getting intercepted. So he's pretty good. Um, they have a wide receiver named Garrett Oakey, who's been their leading receiver the last two years. He's kind of your, you know, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, Wes Welker kind of player. You can take with that, with that, what those words mean, you know, at their worth. Um on defense, they've got a, some some decent players. No nobody that's going to really, I think, give BC any consistent problems. Uh, they've got a safety named Jordan Jefferson, who's pretty good. He's a sixth year player. He's, he can play like all three kind of safety roles. So he's probably somebody BC will be focused on either avoiding or you know just trying to make sure he's not going to be involved in the game as much. All right. In a moment, Mitch is going to talk to us a little bit about what to expect from Boston College and what we should see from BC on Saturday's game. Before we do that, though, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, and they are a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're 100% covered in chocolate, and you have to check them out. Some of the flavors you can check out right now, coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie. And if you want to try some other ones, you can get the mix box and get two of each. The best part about Built Built Bars is their flavors and their nutrition. They have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs. Check them out today if you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, open now at Bet Online. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. And be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday. Thursday, September 9th opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Use promo code locked on to receive that hundred dollar bonus. Head on over to bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Mitch Wolf, we are here uh, talking about BC and Colgate. I was just talking about bet online. I went one for one this weekend. I hit on um, New Mexico State losing by a billion to uh, uh, UTEP, and then I I, I I bet on Nebraska. I don't know why. <laughs> oh no, no, you can't stay. You can't can't go with the frost, man. That game was just such a beautiful way to start the season. Absolutely unhinged football, and you love to see every minute of it. Oh, it was it was Nebraska ball at, at, at its best, and. <laughs> Um, just, just, I was, I was watching that game with my wife going, wow, this is the, quite the kickoff for college football. That punt where the guy just threw it out of the end zone. Oh, uh, man. It was great. Well, anyways, we're talking about the upcoming, uh, BC Colgate game, which if you wanted a weather update, the weather is supposed to be about 75 and partly sunny at kickoff time. Perfect weather for a college football game in, in uh, September. So check that out. Now, Mitch. Tell me about Boston College. What do you expect from this team, or what do you want to see from the Eagles in this Colgate game? 
I mentioned earlier, this is going to be kind of like a preseason game for BC. And I think that's going to apply to, you know, what, how they're going to play as well in terms of how much we're really going to see. I think on both sides of the ball, they're going to try to keep it vanilla because they don't want to, you know, put you know, special plays or like really impressive new things on tape for teams that they play in the future in games that'll matter more. So I think they're going to try to get the ground game going. Like I said, the opposing defense is pretty light and they're going to be inferior athletes. So, you know, let this offensive line get hot by just kind of crushing some smaller inferior players, get some cycle through the running backs, you know, get them all some reps. You want to prevent injury there. Obviously I don't think they're going to try to throw downfield that much. I think what, at least what they should be doing is, you know, making sure you're making accurate passes, allow like guys like Zay Flowers and Jalen Gill to do work after the catch and get, like I said, get Jerk and the rest of the offense stars out at halftime. In terms of offenses, guys, I'm really looking at uh, Alex Singfield, the transfer from West Virginia. I think, you know, he might be able to break off some home run runs as the new running back who brings a lot of speed to the table. You mentioned him earlier, Jaden Williams, the freshman wide receiver who's apparently just been blowing up preseason camp. Uh, Charlie Gordinier could get a lot of reps later in the game. Uh, the is still pretty deep at tight end, but he's was a pretty highly touted recruit that should be a factor in this offense moving forward. And I'm interested to see some of the younger new offensive tackles like Otto Hess, Ozzie Trapio, uh, Kevin Pine, those kind of guys, seeing how what they can do in the later parts of the game. Kevin Klein was another name that I heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's someone to, you want to watch for. Jack Conley is another name, I think, when you're talking offensive linemen. Uh, there was an interesting article I just saw in uh, the New Canon uh, Connecticut press i think it was called talking it was an interview with with conley and it talked about how he's planning what what matt applebaum is planning on the offensive line is to cycle in seven different guys and conley will be one so it sounds like he's going to be a guy that you're going to want to watch for in this game yeah if you have a six seven 320 pound tackle you're going to want to use him against colgate because he's probably just going to road grade some of those smaller dudes yep yep so now the defense now we've talked about this all summer right that's a position that people still have questions about what do you want to see from the defense mitch so I'm going to stick with the same thread. I really don't want to see a lot different. I want to see them stay vanilla, stay in their base defense, you know, run their pretty standard coverage shells that they did a lot of last year. And again, don't give anything away, really. I, the things I do want to see is how is the defensive line looking? Like the, the defensive line should be able to dominate this opponent. Colgate brings back four of their five, four starters on the offensive line, and they have some decent ones. But I really want to see – Guys like Isaiah Henderson, like what he's going to do if he's going to be one of the starting defensive tackles, see what Cam Horsley can do against them. And then on the def- for the defensive ends, I want to see those younger guys who are a little undersized, but they should be able to use their superior athleticism to either A, get pressure on the quarterback, or to just keep him hemmed in the pocket and prevent Brenneman from getting out of the pocket and using his legs. Um, on the back end of the defense, I want to see some of those hybrid guys like Cam Arnold, Bryce Steele, and Jaden Lars Woodbay. And how are they going to be used? How are they going to look in this new defense? And then a guy that's been kind of having a pretty quiet rise in camp is JT Thompson, the transfer from Southern Illinois, who I just wrote a scouting report on on the website. And I'm not sure. It seems like he's going to play a lot. I'm not sure if he's going to earn a starting job immediately, but apparently he's been very impressive. So I'm interested to see like what his game looks like now that he's moving up to the FBS and power five level. Yeah. He definitely probably is going to see more, more time on the field because Jason Matry is, it looks like he's moving to safety this year. Mm -hmm. Um, And that'll open up a slot at cornerback. So Thompson could slide right in or CJ Burton or Sean Asbury. You're going to see one of those guys. And you mentioned the the young defensive ends. So if you're listening at home, the guys I think you want to watch for 
Nito Akpala is a name. Uh, Ty Clemens is a name I've heard a lot about this this summer so far. And he was a he was one of those like really quiet commitments that Boston College got from Alabama uh, late in the cycle. He didn't have a ton of offers. I think he was a flip from like Tulane or something like that. Mm. And he every, if you read the scouting reports, he's in every single one for making a sack. So he might be a name. And Donovan Azaraku, I know the the staff is really high on him. Uh, he's he came in early. He's been with the team since you know February, and uh, he could be a player to watch as well. And yeah, so those got definitely those guys. And Quintavious Hutchins is kind of the other one. But yeah, all those guys like. I'm a little concerned about them playing against power five opponents just because they're all a little light and obviously they're all pretty young, but against Colgate, you know, they should be able to tee off and make a lot of plays. Right. And so Mitch, let's talk like, what are you expecting? If you were a betting man, how much would you, would you like, what would the spread be for you uh, to take for BC? Do you think they win by 45, 40, 35? What are we looking at? I think you got to start at 50, honestly. 50. This, this team is bad. Like this is a, like the Patriot league has up and down, you know, they'll have, they'll get some good teams. Colgate was actually, like, I think they were, they won the Patriot league in 2018 and they were like undefeated or something going into the FCS playoffs. So they have been good, but I, something has just gone terribly wrong with them last year. And they just are not going to be able to compete for an entire game. So I think you start, if you want to have a spread, I mean, I don't think many books are going to carry a spread for this game. They usually don't with FBS versus FCS opponents. Um, so I, I, you know, 50 points is where you start. And I think you probably have the over under at something like 60. All right. Thank you very much, Mitch Wolf. Mitch will be with us every uh, Monday to talk about the games and, and kind of give his perspective on what happened on the weekend. But because we don't have a game to Uh, review mitch is just kind of previewing this time so mitch thank you for coming on and we'll see you again soon where can people find you on twitter and other social media you can find me at mitchell t wolf w-o-l-f-e on twitter and uh keep an eye out we're going to be having a pretty big piece of content coming out later this week that i'll be doing with a special guest from outside the bc bulletin network Awesome. I can't wait. I I know exactly what you're talking about, but I'm going to leave it as a kind of a spoiler. And if you like this podcast, betting on the the Boston College Eagles doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. And this is AJ Black. We will be back tomorrow continuing our march towards the season and we'll get into our conversation conversation more about Colgate. Uh, Hopefully the depth chart will be out soon. I don't remember if Halfley does it on Monday or Tuesdays, but we'll have all sorts of new content to kind of go over as we get ready for the Colgate Raiders on Saturday. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC or at LockedOnBC. As always, have a great day, everyone. We'll see you all again soon.